Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. Hello, Katie. Oh, hey, Keith. What's going on? Oh, you know. I haven't seen you in in hours. Hours. Minutes. <laughs> um, I mean, well, it is Monday, and we do work together on Monday. That's true. But um, uh, uh, we had a busy weekend together. Yes. Together. Las Vegas uh, called the Pop Shop team, so <laughs> we went uh, for the <laughs> iHeart <laughs> Radio. <laughs> Music Fest. That, that yes, was, Pop Shop Team Unite. Yeah, I was going to say that's like a superhero, like... <laughs> the Pop Shop Team showed up in Vegas and covered iHeart as best as we could. I mean, of course we had to be at iHeart. It was the craziest, like, pop-friendly lineup ever. It was so, so good. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got tons of coverage of iHeart online. You know, yes. you can you can see all the things that we reported on. Um, Katie and I were backstage for the duration of both shows. Not the duration, but we were there backstage for a lot of it. Um, we also got to see a lot of the show in person. Mm-hmm. We had some amazing, like, VIP action seats at one point where we were, like, 30 feet away from the stage. And, like, we were sitting amongst celebrities. We didn't belong there. We didn't belong there. <laughs> um, uh, Bono walked past me three times in the hallway. And Ariana walked past us. That's right. And she uh, there was, like, a piece of ice that she almost slipped on for, like, a hot second. She was like, oh, my God. And she was, I was we like. We could have oh. been there to save Ariana Grande. Yeah. She was very small. Um, uh, I... Yeah, what else happened? You walked past Jeff Timmons of 98 Degrees. Yes, and I tweeted about it, and then he tweeted me, so that was great. It's oh. my, my life's made. <laughs> he was actually, he was hanging out behind, next to our video booth in the one-on-one press area for a little while. Okay, yeah, he came, it was right after I saw the Backstreet Boys, who you interviewed, I saw the Backstreet Boys walk past, and then the next person that walked past was Jeff Timmons. I was like, man, 17-year-old Katie would be having a real moment right now. Where, where's Lance Bass? Pull where, it together. Where's Joey? Um... <laughs> So yeah, I mean the the Vegas was just a blur of work, um, and uh, as we joked about last week on the show, we ate lots of food. Well, not well, ri- actually, no, we didn't actually eat tons of food. We spent <laughs> most of our time working and spent like a good twelve hours not eating anything. And then when we did, we made up for lost time at Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> yeah, usually at like about two in the morning eating dinner. Uh, yes. Um. So there you go. There's a small recap of iHeart from this past weekend. We uh, have uh, done it the past two years, and we enjoy it very much. I'm going to do it forever. Um, I, forever. <laughs> well, um, uh, it makes sense that uh, we talk about iHeart because uh, that's a very pop music-focused festival because the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. 
On this week's show, we've got an interview with Sean Mendez. Oh my gosh. We caught up with him uh, backstage at his intimate Grammy Museum concert to talk about his new album, Illuminate, which is out now, his songwriting process, and his upcoming tour, and you know, much more. So stick around for that. Plus, we've got Oodles of Chart Chat as usual. Drake is back at number one on the Billboard 200 with Views. The all-star Forever Country single makes a smashing debut at number one on the country songs chart. Drake's new single with Daft Punk. Not Drake. The Weeknd's new single with Daft Punk. They're both Canadian. They're both Canadian. (laughs) Is making waves already on the charts. And music legend Dolly Parton makes some chart noise thanks to an unlikely pairing. But first, before we get started... If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss a single episode and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard podcasts. So, uh... Let's talk about the weekend. I mean Drake. <laughs> this time I really do well, mean Drake. Well, if you want to talk about the weekend, we saw Drake this weekend <laughs> perform at iHeart Radio Music Festival. Indeed, you did. <laughs> I didn't actually get to see him. You were with me. You were 100% in the arena with me oh, watching wait. Drake's concert. <laughs> You're right. I was standing next to you. And I hadn't even had a lick of alcohol, oh, so I truly hilarious. was there. Drunk on work. <laughs> I was like, you did. You're like, no. that's hilarious. No, dear. Yes. You were standing next to me. We did. And he played quite a few songs from Views, which... Uh, Jumps back to number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart this week. Um, It actually rises one spot and notches its 13th non-consecutive week in the penthouse. Um, That's pretty crazy. uh, Yeah, it's the uh, most weeks at number one. Well, actually ties for the most weeks at number one since the Frozen soundtrack. Whoa. Also 13 non-consecutive weeks in number so one. So it beat Adele's 25 then. Oh yeah, that it already did that it already did that a while back. Jeez. Yeah. Drake. Yeah. Um speaking of Frozen by the way, Adina Menzel was at iHeart with some fabulous shoes. Her shoes were so amazing. And showing off a fabulous engagement ring as well. Uh who's she engaged to? Her her boyfriend or fiance. I don't know him. Oh. Yeah, she's engaged. For some I didn't for some reason I didn't brand realize. Brand new, this is brand new. She tweeted about it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that she was not um well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, um yeah, she walked past me and her shoes were beautiful. They looked like um sort of like a uh, Swarovski crossed with like a broken disco ball. Jewel encrusted. Yes. Um Anyway, back to views. Uh, it earned <laughs> 53,000 equivalent album units in the week ending September 22nd, according to Nielsen Music. The vast majority of that are units earned by streams, um, which we've repeatedly re- repeatedly reported about. And this week, Apple Music reported that Drake's Views was the first album ever on the streaming service to reach 1 billion views. So, Or streams, I should say. Yeah. Oh, views and views. views. Never mind. Views and views. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, views the album. You know, I've previously reported in various chart stories that views the album itself has generated more than 2 billion overall streams for its songs in the United States across all uh, streaming platforms. Yeah. So um, it's popular. <laughs> People you like listening to it. Have you heard? <laughs> um, what's also cool about the return to number one is that it um, actually had a seven week break from number one it left number one was seven weeks 
not at number one, and now it's back at number one. And that's the longest gap between uh, weeks at number one for an album uh, since uh, 2013, over three years, when Mumford & Sons' Babel uh, took a 17-week vacation from number one. And you may wonder, hmm, why in the world was it like this long gap for 17 weeks? Because Drake's views, you know, kind of make sense because it's still a very popular album. But what happened to Babel? Babel uh, debuted at number one in late 2012, uh, spent uh, like two weeks at number one, then it went away, and then it won Album of the Year at the Grammy Awards the following year, Ah, and then it jumped back to number one. There it is. And spent three more weeks at number one. So there you go. And who knows? Maybe if Fuse is nominated for a Grammy. It'll come right back. It'll come right back. Stay tuned um, until February. <laughs> so, speaking of Drake, let's talk about the weekends. Yeah, speaking of Canada. Speaking of Canada. And also, uh, Drake loves the weekend. I mean, Drake put the weekend up like on tracks early on. They work together. Yes. Yes. They are. They're, 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 they're close. Yeah, they're close. I wonder if they are close. Well, they were close. I don't know if they still are. You know, is, is there like trouble in paradise? Not that I know of, but oh, okay. I mean, they haven't worked together in a while. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I'm just, I wonder, do they like, you know hang out and stuff and i haven't seen a photo of them together like hmm. you don't see many photos of the weekend period yeah though. period he has a new haircut anyway that's what i was i was just gonna say the same thing that i thought i'll no, stop with tangents that's just silly and, then... <laughs> and we bring the tangent but back. it is a great haircut though back to the actual uh reason why we're talking about the weekend um well he dropped a new single last week Starboy, featuring none other than daft punk uh Starboy, which was actually co-written and co-produced by daft punk is the first song to chart on any Billboard chart. In fact, where Daft Punk is the featured artist, all of their other entries have been where Daft Punk was the lead act. Um, And before we get to what we actually think about the song, here's some chart news on it. It actually uh, debuts at number 40 on the Billboard Hot 100. um, And that's basically from one day of activity. Well, kind of like one day of activity, because the song came out at 12 a.m. Thursday morning which is a day earlier than most songs are supposed to come out. It's a day earlier than global release day. True. So, and our tracking week for the Hot 100 for its sales and streams portion runs Friday through Thursday. So the weekend had one day of streams and sales, Mm -hmm. which pushed it onto the chart. Um, It had another couple days of airplay because the Hot 100 airplays week runs from Monday through Sunday. Right. So the views are number 40. Assuming it will probably move up the chart next week. Um, I do kind of wonder if its early debut kind of uh, might kind of impact where it could have ended up had it had a proper first week sure. debut. Yeah. Um, does that mean it's going to miss number one or miss the top five? Or uh... Does it mean The weekend doesn't care? <laughs> That's probably a good a good case. He's just like charts. Mm. Um, so, what do we think of the song, Katie? I mean, I, I I know as soon as I saw that it existed, I was like, gotta play it. Click, click, yeah, click. No, I think it's great. I think I was kind of wondering whether he would um, go less pop sounding um, on this new music because I that's where he he came from a less pop sounding sound, and then Beauty Behind the Madness was such like a pop breakthrough album, right? I thought maybe he would like try to shy away from it on this new music. Oh, this is a pop song and it's great and I yeah. love it and I love the Daft Punk like elements of it and I think it's awesome. Yeah, I I had to listen to it a couple times in a row because I was mystified as to what he was actually saying, which is so uh 
sounds dumb, but I'm like, <laughs> I freely admit that I was just like, I don't know what he's actually referencing. I had to go to uh, Genius. Oh, so what did you learn from your uh, Genius well, reading? Well, um, he was, <laughs> he, he said something at one point about um, black and white bars. Um, and I was like, I don't understand what he means. Does he mean like a piano? Does he mean... And so I highlighted over it, and they're like, he's talking about uh, lines of cocaine. Oh. And that's kind of referencing. My mind would not have gone there either. Well, I wouldn't have gone there. Right. I was like, white bars. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that sort of makes sense. But it's also referencing an earlier, um, I think, EP or album cover of his where there was a woman with lines of cocaine on, like, a table. Oh, okay. And then uh, he also says something at one point where he says, the wraith of Khan mm. instead of the wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. And I guess the wraith is a car. Okay. And he was just making a cute play on words with the Wraith of Khan. Just shout, quick shout out to Genius it's, for well, existing. I was like, thank <laughs> goodness you exist. Because, like, I was like, it was just like one line after another where I'm just like, I am learning. Please teach like, me. <laughs> so many layers here. Well, I, and I also, when I first saw the title of the, it's, this is the title track of his album, too. So when I saw that title, Starboy. I was wondering if it was a David Bowie reference. And at then you all, realize too. what Starboy actually means. Well, goodness. Yeah. I didn't know that it, it's there's it's a um there was a sexual reference to it, evidently. And I was like, Really? Didn't know that? Nope. I mean it, I was like, I'm very unhip. Sorry guys, <laughs> I freely admit super unhip when it came to this song. Genius dot com. Thank you. Not a plug. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a plug. But they're great. But it, it worked. <laughs> We're um, not plugging Genius or Wolfgang Puck, but they're both great. Just yeah, yeah. By the way, <laughs> love the spaghetti and meatballs, Wolfgang Puck in Vegas. So good. Um, okay, so anyway, so because the song debuts straight in at number 40, uh, that gives The Weeknd his eighth top 40 hit, and Daft Punk their second. Believe it or not, they've only had two top 40 hits. I have one other question oh, yeah, because sure. of your reference earlier in the, the segment about um, Daft Punk not charting as a featured artist. Does that just mean that Kanye didn't include them as a feature artist on Stronger? Uh, no, it was just, uh... It was just a sample, quote-unquote? I think so. Okay, because it's, like, so prominent. It's hard to, like, think of it as, you know... But, that I mean, it was a sample of Stronger, or Harder, fa- be- Faster, Better, Stronger, but it's just, like, usually somebody would acknowledge that, potentially. I, you know what? Uh, after after the show, I will double-check to make sure, and, uh... If, <laughs> TBD. If it's, uh, if I am wrong, we will edit that. You won't edit, even hear this. You won't even hear this. It won't even matter, but if, if you're you, right, then it, you'll be hearing this then right you'll now. Be, but if I'm right, you'll be hearing this. Um, alright, so let's move on. Uh, Forever Country, the all-star medley, Forever Country, uh, blasts in at number one on the Hot Country Songs chart, and at number 21 on the Billboard Hot 100, uh, the tune, which matches up Take Me Home, Country Roads, On the Road Again, and I Will Always Love You, features 30, count them, 30 Country Music Association award-winning acts, uh, otherwise known as the CMAs, and was recorded to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the CMA Awards. It was, in fact, the second biggest-selling song of last week, with 93,000 downloads sold, and it earned nearly 6 million streams, thanks in part, well, probably largely in part, to its buzzy music video that features all 30 of the acts in the song. Uh, the video actually premiered 
uh, a week ago, I think Tuesday night, uh, right after or on Dancing with the Stars, actually. Dancing with the Stars, um, yes, that's and then correct. shortly after that, I think it hit YouTube and everywhere else. And Same night as Lady Gaga's Perfect Illusion I, video. It was just very busy on Billboard.com. Katie remember this vividly because <laughs> she was writing about both things. Um, so uh, what are your thoughts on the song, Katie? Because I don't think we actually talked about it last week, did we? No, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's... A lot of people. It's a really fun game to play to listen and try to guess which person is singing which part, actually. Which we did. Um, which we absolutely did. We didn't and do actually, so hot the first time. I kind of do that game whenever one of these singles comes out that features, you know, dozens of famous people all in one song. Mm-hmm. Um, would I, like, you know, casually listen to it in my car, like, for fun? I don't know. Yeah. It's it, hard to have, like, a cohesive song when you have 30 different voices. And three different songs that you're mashing yes. up together. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, maybe the, their point wasn't to make it a cohesive song, you know, because it's, it's more like a it's like a showcase. Yeah. I mean, it's designed to celebrate the CMAs and the the heritage of the, the CMA winners. And the, those three, uh, the, the, the three particular artists that uh, – wrote those songs uh, John Denver Take Me Home Country Roads Willie Nelson On the Road Again and Dolly Parton I Will Always Love You are all previous winners of the award for Entertainer of the Year which is the biggest award at the CMAs Um, and obviously we lost John Denver but the other two artists Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson are both featured in original parts on the songs yes Um, and they're both in the video and really I think the, the song in a way kind of exists as like a way to get all these artists together in a really kind of interesting, fun video. Um, and the, the real fun. Is, the, the video is a, a yes, great to watch. Yes, watch the video. But uh, we, Keith and I were also talking about, like, what are they going to do with this song at the CMAs? Like, that's yeah. what we're waiting to find out. Like, will they have all 30 on stage together somehow? Would it, I mean, it could just be 30 of them standing there, and it would be visually stunning. Or will they try to do a performance, like, you know, with, like, production value, like, with 30 per, of the biggest you know, country stars ever. I, f- I feel like um, the CMAs are, I believe, the first week in November. Yeah, it's November. Um, I, th- I feel like they kind of uh, tipped their hat, so to speak, mm-hmm. their country hat. Their cowboy hat? Cowboy hat, thank you. <laughs> their country hat? Their cowboy hat. You call it a country hat. <laughs> yeah, at the very end of the video, if you watch it, um, Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood are the next to last people that you see in the video. Who are also the hosts of, of the show. Of the CMA Awards, and they have been for a number of years. It's their seventh. Their seventh. And they're together, and the two of them uh, harmonize, and they look at each other, and they're on either side of the screen, and then you go past them, and Dolly Parton is the final performer, and she has the final line in the song. That makes perfect sense. You have your CMA hosts, and... Out comes Dolly to sing the last line, and you have all 30 acts on stage doing it. Cue applause. Can you imagine how hard (laughs) it would be to execute this song live, though? I mean, we'll find out, I think, (laughs) in November. God, it would just be – because in the video, it's all green screen. None of these artists were actually Mm -hmm. physically together. Yeah. Um, But to actually have, like, you know, George Strait, Dolly Parton, Willie Nelson all together. And it's all, like, quick little pieces of vocals, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like – so what? Charlie Pride gets up there to sing four words. I'm like, okay. If he's standing up there with twenty nine people of that caliber, I'm sure he's cool with yeah. it. <laughs> um, well, uh, in other Dolly Parton news, she's our chart stat of the week. Oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> um, so not only is the living legend on the charts as the co-writer of the Forever Country mashup, she also debuts at number eighteen on the Hot Country Songs chart with a new version 
of her 1974 number one hit, Jolene, with the help of Pentatonix, the most likely suspect to ever collaborate with Dolly Parton, of course, (laughs) Pentatonix. The song, which is credited as Pentatonix featuring Dolly Parton, is a new acapella update of the Parton-penned tune. Uh, Pentatonix uploaded it, uh, the the music video, to its YouTube channel um, a, a little over a week ago, and it went viral. And the song was also released as a standalone single to purchase on digital retailers. It sold 18,000 downloads in the week ending September 22nd and earned 2.6 million streams uh, in the same week. Um, As the song opens at number 18 on the Hot Country Songs chart, it gives Pentatonix their first country hit, surprise, um, and brings Parton back to the top 20 for the first time in over 10 years. Living legend, country icon, Dolly Parton has not had a top 20 hit on the Hot Country Songs chart in more than 10 years. That That ain't right. That's just wrong. It's wrong, y'all. She was last in the top 20 back in early 2006, again as a featured artist on Brad Paisley's When I Get to Where I'm Going. When I Get Where I'm Going. I always want to put a two in there, and it's not right. Um, And that, of course, hit number one on the country chart. So there you have it. Dolly's back in the top 20 of the Hot Country Songs chart for the first time in over 10 years with a new rendition of her famed hit, Jolene. There's Chart Stat of the Week. Woo! Woo! Okay, so now it is time for our interview with Shawn Mendes. All right. Oh, yeah. You know, illuminate me, Keith. Illuminate me. <laughs> well, you know what's really cool about um, Sean, aside from the fact that he's just cool, is that he is a returning guest to the Pop Shop podcast. He actually was on the show back in July of 2014, basically like a month after Billboard exclusively announced that he had signed to Island Records. Uh, fast forward a little more than two years later, he's already had a uh, huge hit debut album his new album illuminate is on its way to possibly hitting number one next week Mm -hmm. um and he just announced an illuminate world tour sean's doing pretty well and we talked to him about all that and more so here's our interview with sean mendes Hello, Hello, Sean Mendes. How are you, man? Welcome back. You've been on the show before. You may not remember this. <laughs> I do. It was two it was years a... ago, like a month after you signed Island. Why do I know your face then very well? Because I'm always on red carpets for Billboard. Yeah, I met you. I saw you on the red carpet. Yes, at the yeah. Billboard Awards and the VMAs and you blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah, yeah. And Who cares about that? Your right. album just came out. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. It must be like a whirlwind week for you right now because the album just came out last Friday and you're in the thick of promotion right now. Yeah, I mean, it's been an incredible week. I mean, we've been doing the, the coolest TVs, Jimmy Fallon, Today Show, Ellen, James Gordon tomorrow. So like we're really being able to push out everything. Yeah, yeah. Are you doing Are you doing carpool karaoke? I wish. Yeah, <laughs> next time. Next time. Next time. It's it's a tough gig to get onto the carpool. I heard it. That's like harder than anything. Yeah. <laughs> anything, really? Not really. No, not really. Um, you know, have you heard from fans and their reaction to the album and, and yeah, what they man. think of it? It's been amazing to see the reaction. I mean, I was just really nervous that, you know, maybe it was a t- maybe too mature in some spots. There is some pretty mature songs yeah. on there, yeah. And uh, they seem to be, like, really, really vibing with it, which is just the best feeling in the world. Um, I was going to say, I've been listening to the album now for like 
I don't know, whenever the first stream came out, like a month and a half, two months ago. And I was struck by how mature it is. Cool, yeah. Like, it, I, I was like, I can't believe, like, a, and I don't mean this in a no, bad no, no, way. No, no, no. I was like, a 17-year-old guy, yeah. like, did this. And I'm like, I couldn't, I did, wasn't doing that at 17. Totally. It's, it, do, you, do you feel yourself that you've really grown in, like, the past two years? Yeah, like, serious amount. I mean, every six months, I feel like a different person. Not, like, as a like, schizophrenic, like, different. You're an you alien, know, really. Yeah, it's alien. Just... Now, today, I'm a lion. Oh, my but, God, you uh, took your skin yeah, off. Uh, no, crazy. no, I mean, like, uh, uh, seriously, like, growing up and, like, you know, still still being myself, yet just I feel like I'm learning so much. Like, every single month, it's, it's getting, it's changing so much. And and that really shows through in the music on a serious level. I mean, you say that at the end of the album, too. I yeah. mean, in that spoken word moment. You yeah, know. that was extremely, you know, that was not wrote. That was just on the spot spontaneous after recording the last vocals for the song i kind of just went into it and it was just I, I thought it was a really nice little thing to add into the album i was pretty hesitant at it, of, to put it in at first um but you know people were saying that's really cool and so you never want to hear yourself you know speak sometimes yeah well i mean you i think you get over that at some point yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean have to. you're in this profession where you have to hear yourself talk a lot Sean. yeah i don't know if you know that yeah and i actually truthfully try to make my voice sound deeper now in interviews really yeah, because I used to think it like I was like, what? I don't remember sounding that that like high pitched. I I hated my voice uh, when I was little because I was just like, man, it's like, why is it so high? And I don't like it. And my voice eventually got deeper, but it's really not that deep now because I don't. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm yeah, super yeah. massive. No, it just no, doesn't. No, no. It's not. No, it's not mine. I, but in person, I, like when I'm just speaking, I feel like it's relatively deep. And I listen back, I'm like, God, I sound like I'm 13. <laughs> hey there, I'm Sean Mendes. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's not what you sound no, like no, at all. No. Um, you know, when Treat You Better came out, you know, I don't know how many months ago it was now, um, and it was embraced so wholeheartedly, not just by your fans, but by radio and top 40 radio and people that probably, you know, didn't know you as well as your fans did. That must have been, like, really cool to have the song do so well outside of your, like, your core fan yeah, base, you know? incredible, incredible. And it's just really awesome, you know, especially after having Stitches be what it was, you know, the monster that it, of a yeah. song to kind of have a song that comes up and you know fights in the same way it was it's it's really cool man to see the reaction with the new music yeah and you know for me when we really treat you better i already knew about this whole new singing vibe like the vocals are very different and to see people react to like you know the more growl and like the more you know the the, the no there's newer, there's like there's like mm, yeah there's there's serious soulfulness, like, soulfulness yeah. in the new music and 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 i forgot that I put it in because it was so old to me mm. and then releasing it kind of, you know, re, you know, f lit that flame for me, which is really nice. Um, you know, on the album, you know, there's like, there's like some really like kind of like deceptive songs in a way. Like there are like songs that sound like peppy and fun, but they're really like serious. Totally. Like, like patience, like lights yeah. on. Like it's like you're like, oh bop bop. You're like, wait a second. Yeah. Like you pulled a fast one on well, me. Well yeah, I think because I can't remember a, a friend of mine from home, his name is Braven, way before I got into anything. Braven, like brave with an N at the end? <laughs> B R A V E N. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I was like, hey man, like I just started writing hey man, like I finding it hard to like he's a songwriter, like writes like s write happy songs. And he's like, the key is writing sad songs with happy feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. Like, I mean, they're not, it's not sad songs, but it's, it's, it's they're darker songs. But yeah. then sometimes, you know, really happy songs have really dark feelings. Yeah. Um, but some, for some reason, it's easier to write a darker song. 
Um, what is the songwriting process for you like? Is it like you have a journal? Do you just have your your phone and you suddenly do yeah, a memo? Yeah, it's really random. Like I'll be inspired, you know, in a green room or on a, in a hotel room, anywhere in a car, and I'll pull my phone out, record a voice note, or write something down in my notes, and it's just like that quick. It's funny. The old-fashioned way was like people would have like a journal or like a diary. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine songwriting. I couldn't imagine how many ideas from great artists went to waste because they couldn't record it quick enough. Yeah. Oh, there's a well, there's a great story. Keith Richards was thinking of like what how he came up with the riff. I think for like satisfaction or something. And he woke. He doesn't. He doesn't remember coming up with it because he woke up in the middle of the night, turned on a tape recorder. This is how old this is. Did the the riff because he was dreaming it? I guess so. And then yeah. he went back to bed, and the next day he was like, "I recorded something," and he played. He's like, "Whoa, where'd that come from?" I could have the story completely wrong. No, 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 no. But I'm pretty sure it's what happened. Booth, it's, that happens to him a lot too. He was always saying like he he wakes up in the middle of the night because he, he was hearing that like in he he heard "See You Again" like in his head, which is amazing. I've never had that. I hope I get that one day. He's so nice, by the way, yeah, Charlie Puth. He's great, the Puth man. Um, you know, the tour was announced recently. <laughs> it starts next year. Um. Are we expecting, like, dancers and pyro? Is that no. the kind of show this is going to be? <laughs> no, you know that's not what it's going to be. I don't know. Maybe you bust out some, like, sequins. No, and, like, no, no. It's gonna. It's an It's like, a, like an acoustic set. You know, it starts off acoustic, goes into a band, um, and the, there's a pr- beautiful, beautiful production intertwined with the music and, and a beautiful storyline. Um, so are you even, like, how far into, like, the pre-production of the show? Are you just, like, <laughs> that's still, like, a couple months We're down the road? pretty close to where oh, I wow. want it to be, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, last thing, and then I should probably let you go. You know, I, I think it's really cool that you as a songwriter and singer who plays the guitar is probably inspiring younger people to pick up an instrument yeah. and play. Um, do you hear from fans that say, I started tons, to play the guitar because of, fans, of you? Not only just the guitar, even more importantly to me, songwriting. You know, when fans realize that I only started songwriting a couple of years ago, it's a lot of inspiration, and that's so exciting for me. Like, songwriting is beautiful, and lots of people think they can't do it because it's silly or stupid, or, you know, and, and so many people have started, and, and that's really, really cool to me. Wow. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the new album. It's out now, and um, it seems to be doing quite well. I, well yes. I, work, I work at Billboard. I, I've got privy to some numbers. I don't cool. know. It's doing well. Yeah. We'll just leave uh, it at that. Good. And um, uh, have fun tonight at your show at the Grammy Museum. Thank you. Like you and 20 other people, it seems like. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be a nice, intimate show. Yeah. And um, we'll see you out on the road real soon. Yeah, you will. Thank you, man. Thanks. Thank you so much to Sean Mendes for taking the time out of his, like, loopy busy schedule to uh, talk with us in person. We really, really appreciated it. Um He's just tireless, man. I, I, I don't know how he does it. So thank you so much, Sean, and uh, good luck on the road with the Illuminate World Tour. Okay. I think we're all done. All righty. That, that was quick and easy, breezy, beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it was a longer show last week, and I think this week it was a— uh, We're giving you a nice, like, easy, breezy show this time. You will not believe—I I have to say, this is—we've the, the, got— so many things up our sleeves for the next month on this show. Yep, just seriously stay tuned. Yeah, and and an embarrassment of riches coming your way. We ne- uh, we never do that because I'm usually I usually don't wanna, but it, I, we literally have these things taped though, so we can say this. Yes, we literally <laughs> actually have them in the can, <laughs> not just scheduled. They're happening, <laughs> and um, it's we we're just we we are juggling stuff. Yes, and we're, and we're like we're in a very fortunate place yes. where. We have um, a number of artists that have all 
um, signed on to do stuff with us, and we are so thrilled uh, about stuff that's coming up in the future. So, um, with that said, what song should we go out on this week, Katie? Well, you know what? You and I got to see a pretty spectacular U2 performance Wait, wasn't U2 the song Vegas? that we went out last week on? We Oh, my God, that's right, because I was so excited about them. We went we on a beautiful oh. day. Okay, well, then maybe we should go on Usher and Ludacris and Lil Jon. Yeah, because we got to see that performed by all three in Las Vegas right. uh, this weekend. Uh, so, we're going out <laughs> on Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.